Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I want to take you to 1 Corinthians today and we're going to read from the third chapter. You already heard me reference the story of the 12 spies going into the promised land and the key message out of that. But if you also do a survey of the book of Haggai, just looking at times where God has called His people to build or rebuild His temple. Actually, up until the New Testament, the temple was built and rebuilt time and time again. Come over into the New Testament, the church was built 2,000 years ago on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And since then, we've been building on that. Local churches, regional churches, national churches might find themselves going through reconstructions and rebuilding, but actually we'll be continually building on the one foundation, Jesus Christ. As you look at the book of Haggai, you find the key message that comes out of that is God was calling His people to rebuild the temple. They were living in luxurious homes. I've got a short version of it here. He says, you're living in luxurious houses, you're asset rich. They were working but not profiting, eating but not satisfied, drinking but not quenched, clothed but still cold, spending faster than they can earn, asset rich, cash poor, prospering without purpose. And God said to them, it's because of you, my people, living in that way that have closed off the heavens. I wonder how much of our world has the heavens closed spiritually over it because of the way the people of God have devoted themselves to living in luxury without honouring the Lord, without prospering on purpose to recognise that God is happy for you to have a luxurious home. But if you have pointed the flow of your financial world away from Him in a devoted sense, He'll come in and close things off so that you can come back and prosper on purpose. And the Bible says that with great enthusiasm, they began to rebuild the temple. And then it says on December 18, when they just started to rebuild the temple with enthusiasm, the people of God, the Bible says that God says, from this day, I will bless you personally. And from that day, their crops started to profit and everything started to flow and blossom because they devoted themselves to the building of God's house. It's with that thought in mind we're entering into this season. And you know, in Ephesians 4 and verse 16, we've been given this promise and also really a direction that we as Awakened City, as a whole body, need to be healthy and growing and full of love. Actually to continue to be healthy, spirit, soul and body to be growing. You know, it's not possible really to be healthy spiritually and unhealthy physically. Physical unrest actually causes a little bit of spiritual unrest. In fact, I said that the wrong way around because there's this saying in the world which says healthy body, healthy soul, right? Healthy body, healthy soul. It's not actually true. I know a whole bunch of people with healthy bodies and their soul is not healthy. But it's possible for you to have an unhealthy body and a healthy soul in God, right? It's kind of a twist on the whole deal. But God is calling us to be healthy, spirit, soul and body, holistically. Growing, growing up in the things of God and full. Somebody say full, full of love. We're praying that this year for every member of Awakened City 
that we'll be growing as a body of Christ, growing as disciples, growing in the mission, the work that God has given us. Full of love, full of the God kind of love that loves people and those that we're called to reach. So with that in mind, can I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1? Brace yourself, we're going to read 17 verses. I know. So if you've got your Bible, turn it on. Find the New Living Translation if it's an electronic one. If you've got another Bible here, follow along in your version or look to the screen. This is how it reads. I think you could actually see this portion of Scripture as a snapshot of the Western Church. I want to be very specific there. The Western Church in 2021 could be compared to the church in Corinth 2,000 years ago. This is how it reads. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. In the Corinth church, there was three types of people. There were spiritual people, worldly people, and infants in Christ. And I think it's kind of pretty sound to say that today here, without taking a shot at anyone at all, without you nudging your wife or husband or your teenager who might be sitting next to you, that there are spiritual people here today, there are worldly people, and there are those who are infants in Christ. Don't say amen because we don't want it to stay that way. And the reality is, is that God allows that and actually expects that in many circumstances and situations because some people belong long before they believe. Some people believe and then they belong. But we've all got to do the journey. And what we want most of all is to become. It's not just about believing or belonging, but it's about becoming more and more like Christ. And so as we look at this today and read this portion of Scripture, keep that in mind. He said, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. Solid food is hard to digest. Milk, mother's milk, takes no effort to digest. We all need to be asking ourselves a question as we commit to devote ourselves to God and to His house. We need to ask this question, am I ready for stronger food? Verse 3, And you still aren't ready, Paul said to them, for you're still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another, quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? It seems that as Paul is writing this letter, he's trying to actually qualify what he's saying along the way. You're like worldly people. Well, you may not be. You may have given your life to Christ, but you're living like worldly people by doing these things. If you have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, you're not ready for spiritual food. If you argue and you are jealous, you're not ready for spiritual food, stronger food. If you have favourites, he goes on to say, you're not ready for stronger food. Verse 4. When one of you says, I follow Paul or Brian Houston, and another says, I follow Apollos or Claude, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos or Claude? Who is Paul or Brian? We're only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos or Brian watered it, but it was God who made it grow. 
It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. It's really interesting when you dig into that and look at the seed. He makes seed grow. Seed comes from fruit. And it's the whole point of Paul writing to the Corinthian church there. He says, you know what? It's not enough that you got flowers. Flowers make you look nice, make you smell pretty. But what I need to see is fruit because if we can get fruit, we'll get seed. And if we get seed, we get reproduction. God is glorified by fruit, not gift. No one involved in preaching, teaching, pastoring or leading is important. We're all workers. And I realise that generally speaking, most people here today, you don't see yourself as a worker for God. You see yourself as a son or daughter and that's fine. But actually as you do the journey and begin to serve, sometimes you get to a place in your serving where God calls you to be a worker. And Paul says, you know, I'm just working for, I'm I'm one of God's workers. I'm a worker in the house of God. I'm a worker in the Gospel. I'm a worker in the thing that God has called me to do. It's incredible to understand that right now God is calling you into the full potential of what He placed on the inside of you. Verse 1, verse 1. Verse, where am I up to? Verse 11, I think. Where have I gone? I'm here for the fairies, man. Verse 8, there we are. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. We build the church by building people. We meet in buildings, but when we meet, there's a building within the building called the body of Christ. Verse 11, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we have already, that we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw, But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder receives a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like somebody barely escaping through a wall of flames. How merciful gracious and kind is God. He says, you know what? Even if you build with hay and stubble, things that aren't founded in divinity, gold speaks of divinity, silver speaks of salvation, bronze speaks of man's involvement in the work of God. But he says, if you build with hay and stubble and it doesn't make it through the fire, you the builder will be saved, but like escaping from fire. How kind is God? Then it goes on to say, don't you realise that all of you together, one of the reasons we're coming together, I'm kind of looking at both services today and going, oh golly, hallie, hallie, ho, ho, how are we going to fit in? But we will. 
It'll just be great to be jet-packed to the rafters, won't it? Make sure you put on extra underarm and cologne and brush your teeth real well before next Sunday morning service. Um, but it says here, all of us together are the temple of God and the Spirit of God lives in you. We're all the temple and the Spirit lives in you. Then it says, God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. That should really shift your own identity right there. As you look at the fact that God says, you're my temple and you are holy. If anyone destroys you or the corporate temple, I will destroy them. You know what? God's more than got your back. He's got your side, He's got your front, He's got your top and He's got your bottom. He has you. As a church, our vision is to be a Bible-believing, people-empowering, soul-winning and nation-changing church. But connected to that is our value. And we value being a strong church founded upon the Word of God, a mighty army of disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ, affecting this generation for God through worship of God, witness to the world and caring ministry to each other. It's why on Sunday nights, we want to just make sure that we have time where it's simply worship, Word and ministry. We want to take out all the other stuff and just allow God to minister every person as we worship and release the Word in our midst. Our focus, as we read that, did I read you the definition of being devoted? I didn't. I did it to the first guys. Can I read this to you? What it means to be devoted? Being devoted to something means being focused on that particular thing almost exclusively. When you are devoted to a cause, you work to achieve its goals. When you are devoted to a person, you place their needs above your own. It's kind of like when we go to sit down to watch Netflix at home. And, uh, you know, we do tend to watch different series. One series puts you to sleep. The other one, there's no way you're going to go to sleep. Um, But every time we sit down, I go, we can watch Virgin River. Oh. It's not that now, it's something else. It's New Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam, whatever it is. But when you're devoted to a person, you put their needs above your own. When you're devoted to a cause, you work towards achieving its goals almost exclusively. So when we look at that, As Awaken City for 2021, our focus is the house of God. This house of God, Awaken City here in Rockingham. It's bringing the gospel to our church and to our city. It's making disciples here in this house of God. As a result of that, we wanna build each person up. Building the church is really building people. Healthy, growing, full of love. Our work is bringing that Gospel, but we do it through facilities, these facilities that we have. The missional events that we commit to, they are simply vehicles whereby we do that work. Amen? Don't hear me saying that often, you might wanna say it again, amen? Winning people to Christ, you know, it's been a phenomenal grace of God that we have seen. More than 24,000 people come to Christ as a ministry over the last 22 years particularly shocking to me because I committed as my life journey for it to be 10,000 and God did that in a very short period of time. 
But you know what? As devoted members, God is calling us to be people that would love unconditionally. That's why He says He wants us full of love. Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 5 says, May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the impatient endurance that comes from Christ. Love and people. We do that by serving them practically in ministries, teaching kids, teaching youth, leading connect groups, visiting people. You know, tomorrow we'll have the celebration of life for beautiful Bev Duggan. I think the celebration is at 10 for those of you that needed to know. But over the last few weeks, there's been member after member go and sit at her bedside and be there and encourage and pray with her. It's not just one, but it's almost an army of people that have done that. I came in here late Friday afternoon, evening to check on some work that had been done here. And there's David Owen out in the gardens, cleaning the gardens. And as I shook his hand and thanked him for what he was doing, it was kind of close to six. He said, yeah, I'm just going to finish this bit here. And I looked at that bit here and I knew that bit here meant, I hope there's enough light left tonight for him to complete it, to see guys here maintaining, fixing, cleaning, doing those things. They are all the vehicles, the vessels that God allows us to work through so that we can do the actual work of loving people. So that your children and your children's children can grow up in the house of God. Listen like never before, we need to fight for the values of God's Word in our families first and foremost. Amen. So can I encourage you to be devoted to God, be devoted to God with an alert mind, thankful heart, but be, be devoted to His house, to building His house, to growing His house. And I'm not just talking about numbers numerically, I'm talking about your own children, your own spiritual life, setting some goals for your life spiritually this year that as we devote ourselves to them, God can bring them to pass. I think as you look at the focus, the work and the need, loving unconditionally is definitely a need. Serving practically is a need. Giving financially is obviously a need. We'll talk about it because God wants to do something significant in the year ahead through Awakened City and you're a part of that ministry. Can I land with this? In fact, we went there on offering Hezekiah's thought. So I'm going to leave it out. But what stands out from verse 4 is that they devote, that they brought their first fruits, the first portion of all they had, so they could devote themselves to the Lord. We looked at the reality of three groups of people in the church in Corinth, spiritual people, worldly people, inference in Christ. God calls us to be spiritual. And when we get there, we realise that money is a very significant part of your spiritual journey. And bringing that first portion to God in a covenant sense on a regular basis is such a powerful next level in your walk with God. And then offerings over and above. I can remember my first journey in that, got the tithe on lock and thought, oh, that's good, got over that hump. That was pretty difficult. Now it's a culture. Now it's easy, it's a discipline. But now I've got this guy out the front saying, give over and above. I'm thinking, how much of your money? I can remember saying to God one day, God, how much of my money do you want? And, and he was much harsher than the preacher. 
He said, all of it. He says, if I don't have your money, I don't have your heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And the interesting thing about doing that journey is you discover that as you release more and more to God, He releases more and more back to you. Amen. So I'm so thankful as a Wacken city that we are a devoted people, but we are being called by God to grow, to grow stronger, to morph, to be full of the love that God has made available to us. How gracious is God? How good is God? How merciful is God? How forgiving is God? When I look at that and then I look at my kind of level of love, my, my, my level of forgiveness has limits, has, I don't know about yours, but it has conditions at times. Oh, not you, just me. Okay, pray for me then. But God wants that to grow more and more. Thinking about the Gospels, where many people were miraculously healed as they went with their sickness to God. But when you study other people that were healed, not because they went to God, but someone else went to God on their behalf. Think of the centurion that sent his servants down so that his servant could be healed. Are you with me? That's an expression of love that goes beyond natural, general human love into a whole new realm. I can see God prospering spirit, soul and body as we devote ourselves to God in 2021. Are you ready to do that journey? Let me pray with you. Father, today, we wanna thank you as this is a transition Sunday from two services in the morning to one. Shift the two services to a morning and night so that we can be together so that you can speak to us as we devote ourselves to you in 2021. God, I pray right now for those that are coming into clear soundness of mind for the first time in a long period because of your healing, that God, that soundness of mind would be established. Mental illness would be put behind them for good. Thank you, Father God, for those that have got established financially and broken the spirit of debt over their life. God, I pray that they would be established in biblical prosperity that you provide, that you are the source and the supply and you like to bring people into an abundant life, not just an enough life. In Jesus' Name. Thank you, Father, for relationships that have been healed and restored that not just forgiveness taking place, reconciliation is established in Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.